I hope I can call on you and Nick again if I need you, Morty. Sure thing. And I, I was kind of hoping that I could get a selfie with you. Actually, if you try to tell anyone what happened to you, we'll deny it. And probably worse. Understood. Why didn't he turn into a snake? Trade secret, Mr. President. Particle beam and a wristwatch. Snake holster on the leg. <laughs> I love this man! You're listening to So Much Pingle, the podcast about herpetology, field herping, and anything and everything about amphibians and reptiles. Join us each week as Mike and his guests explore the amazing world of herps across our planet. And now, bringing a half century of experience and perspective to the microphone, here's your host, Mike Pingleton. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the show. Mike Pingleton here, and I am your host for these proceedings. And here we go with episode 43, and I hope everyone remains safe and healthy out there, and uh, I hope everybody in the Northern Hemisphere is having a good summer. Now, before we get to this week's guest, I want to once again say thanks to all of the show's patrons for helping to keep this entertainment channel rolling along. And if you're out there listening and would like to kick in a few bucks, uh, you can do so via Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash so much pingle and so much pingle is all one word. You can also make one-time contributions via PayPal or Venmo. Just drop me an email to so much pingle at gmail.com for more on that. Also, if you haven't rated the show uh, via whatever podcatcher platform you, you use to listen to it, uh, I would appreciate it if you took a minute or two to, to do that. It's another way to help support the show and to help others find it and listen to it. So thanks in advance, and thanks to those of you who have already rated the show. Alrighty then, uh, housekeeping is done, and now it's time to get to our episode with the Martineau brothers, Jeff and Burke. Now, I met these two Herbers recently, and uh, I like their energy and enthusiasm, and I like the approach they take with amphibians and reptiles in the field. One of their projects is a YouTube channel called Catch It, which, uh, believe it or not, I had heard of and I had watched a few episodes last year. Uh, but it wasn't until I met Jeff last fall that I put two and two together and connected these guys with Catch It, as I'm a little slow in the uptake sometimes. But uh, it didn't take me long to know that I wanted to talk with these guys, and I missed a, a golden opportunity to do that in person earlier this year uh, in Arizona. There was just too much wind noise in the desert on the night we had available to do a proper recording, but uh, we finally connected over the intertubes recently, and I, I really enjoyed talking to Burke and Jeff about Catch It and about many other things as well, and uh, I hope you enjoy our conversation. And I'm going to probably uh, have a false start because I usually do. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to the show. And this evening, it's my pleasure to talk with uh, the Martineau brothers all the way from Arizona. We have Jeff and Burke on the uh, on the line, so to speak. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Welcome to the show, Burke. 
Thank you very much. How's it going? Thanks for uh, taking the time out to talk to me. I know you guys are busy, and I'm probably uh, I'm probably uh, holding you uh, close to the house when you could be out road cruising and looking for critters tonight. I understand you got a bunch of rain out there in Arizona. Yeah, it's a, it's actually a pretty good night for Arizona black rattlesnakes right now. So yeah, yeah, it's it's paining us to be a part of your famous show. That's right. <laughs> uh, the checks in the mail. How about how about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for giving up some of your valuable herping time to talk to me this evening. Well, I'm going to start at the beginning. Uh, now, I um, I met you guys. So first of all, Jeff, I met you last fall uh, at Snake yeah. Road. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. And uh, a little bird told me you were coming out there and to look out for you and uh, yeah. say hi. And, and it was cool. So when we did meet up, uh, I think you were um, you were photographing your lifer timber rattlesnake, if I remember right. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you, I was either I think I when I first saw you, I think I was up towards the bluff, and you had walked past, and I had like talked turned to my wife. I'm like, I think that was Mike Pingleton. You know that podcast I listened to? That was him. She's like, Oh wow! I'm like I got to run into him at some point today, and and it so happened to be my lifer timber rattlesnake. So it was a great moment. Yeah, I was it was a nice one, and I was happy for you. Yeah, it was great. And then I, I uh, met you and Burke for the first time uh, in Arizona yep. earlier this year, up in the Vermilion, Vermilion Cliffs area. So uh, it's good to hang out with you guys up there a little bit. Absolutely. That was a good trip. Yeah, yeah, it was it was for me. I, I got uh, my uh, lifer crotalus abyssus. Uh, so that was a big deal for me, and it was just it was cool to see a number of those things uh, on, on the roads that night, and some other cool stuff on that trip. I, we'll talk about that a little bit. It's actually a first time for me too. The abyssus. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Uh, you guys are in the Phoenix area, is that correct? Yeah. Um, you can generalize it, call it Phoenix area, uh, but it's about it's Mesa. We're down in the East Valley. Okay, Mesa. Okay, I know. I know where that's at. Yeah. Okay. Very good. And um, Jeff, you're married. I, I don't. I don't think you have any kids or anything. But you're newly married. Is that? Uh, no, I'm. I've been married uh, about six years. I have two kids, two toddlers. Oh, you have two kids. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Your little right. girl. Yeah. Okay. You'll forgive me. Uh, I I get lots of people miss. I get my wires crossed on who is who and whether they have kids or what the deal is. So. No, there's a lot of us out there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, very good. And uh, and Burke, you're still single, and you're. Um, let's see. What is it? What are you up to exactly? I know you just got off work, so tell me what you're up yeah. to. So I am dating right now, um, but uh, I am not married. Yes, and uh, I work at an exotic animal clinic. Um, so we don't do cats and dogs. I'm a uh, technician there, um, and I've been there for about a year and a half now. And like I said, no cats and dogs. We get all sorts of crazy stuff like wallabies and monkeys and birds. And Tell them what you just did today. Today, just before coming here, like I was like looking at the clock. I'm like, I'm going to be late. Uh, we were putting a plate in a uh, emu's leg, uh, putting it back together. And we just finished that, sutured it up. And I was like, all right, got to go talk to Pingleton. <laughs> I walked out the door and now we're here. So. so you put a plate on an emu's leg. Isn't that kind of like putting a splint on a chicken bone. 
It, yeah, um, I mean these emus have surprisingly thick bones, like big bones. Do they? Yeah, they're big birds, so it wasn't too bad. But it's the same general concept that you do with people who get plates. Um, same same concept. So it's pretty crazy uh, screwing those uh, screws into the bone and whatnot. So we'll see how that goes in the future. Wow, wow. And so um, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, the, the the veterinarian you work for, uh, or one of the veterinarians you work for, doesn't he also uh, appear in some of your videos? Correct. Yeah, he does. What's it, what's his name? Todd Driggers. Yeah. Todd Driggers. So shout yeah, out to Todd Driggers. He is a good guy. All right. Seems like he's out there having fun on some of your videos. Yep, absolutely. I went to uh, I went to Australia with him as well. Um, we went and did the we went and helped the animals out there that got burnt by the fires. Um, when oh my gone. gosh. Um, we made a video on that as well, and he actually put up a fundraiser on Facebook. Um, just to put it out there because someone challenged him to, like he said, I'm sending my condolences out to you and whatnot. And someone says, well, that's not doing anything. And so he's like, all right, so I'll start a fundraiser, see what I can do. Um, and within two weeks, somehow, just because of the people that know him, he's been in uh, his practice for many, many years. And he ended up raising like $75,000 in two weeks. Um, and then he... Uh, I flew out with him and a few other technicians. None of the funding was pulled from uh, that fundraiser he did. It was just out of our own pocket. We went there and we personally, um, he gave out money to different money to different organizations to help um, pitch in for people who are struggling. There was one school, gym that had 120 koalas in it at one time. Wow. And yeah, it was, that was just koalas alone. Um, and then there's other people taking in the kangaroos and the wallabies and, you know, the reptiles and whatnot. But just the koalas alone, there was one day we volunteered there and we were there from um, sunrise, sunset. And that was just feeding them, um, treating their wounds and whatnot. So um, a lot of them are being uh, released again, but those eucalyptus trees have been burned. And as you know, that they're very... Um, you know, particular about where they're living. So it's kind of hard because you can't just drop them back out there because the habitat is burned. So they've got to have the tree. Correct. Yeah, they, yeah. They... So it was pretty crazy, but I was out there for about a week. It wasn't general. It wasn't super long, but it was a lot of work the whole time. So it was pretty crazy. Wow. Wow. Well, hats off to you and your, your Dr. Driggers and the whole crew for uh, yeah help pitching in and helping out. He made it happen. He made it happen. Excellent. And so, you know, I always wonder, well, uh, not always, but sometimes I think, well, we're going to talk about this, this, this. And then I wonder what else we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I just never know. And so well, there's a nice little element of coolness there. Um, that That's awesome. And, and Jeff, uh, I, I, I know I've talked to you about what you do, but I it's just completely left my head. So refresh my memory. Yeah, so um, I I manage an auto glass business here in Mesa, um, ah. and so I, I do the installs and everything like that. Um, but I think the, the the thing that I do that probably interests interests your audience a little bit more is I do work for Rattlesnake Solutions. I work for Brian. Um, I I do the removals for him um, uh, part time, and I've also done some some other work for him. Some some contracted. Um, what what do you call it? The um, yeah, the subcontracted work, the biologist work for him, doing removals down on construction sites. 
Um, oh, yeah. So, so it's been cool working for him has been great. You know, Brian, um, he does a great job. He does great things. He does. He's one of the best advocates for, I think, rattlesnakes in the country, I would think, not the world. So, yeah, he is. Uh, and he's one of the more, one of the most knowledgeable and passionate people I've ever met when it comes to rattlesnakes. <laughs> yeah. Well, things is to be getting around that campfire with him and get him going and you just it feels like um yeah i want to get a notepad and paper <laughs> or a <laughs> notepad and pen <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, he's he goes deep yeah he, he can go deep so I, I always like that i always appreciate that about brian uh yeah. yeah and i i had i think i remember that but uh i wasn't quite sure if you had, were working for him or not um uh, yeah. but that's cool uh so tell me I want each of you to tell me in turn, uh, I guess we'll start with you, Jeff, is, but how, but how did you get involved in this whole mess and the whole amphibian reptile thing? Where'd that come from? The herpin thing. So I will echo with just about everybody who's ever been asked that question here is it started with garter snakes. <laughs> it started with terrestrial garters, garter snakes in Utah, um, just on our uh, relative's property there, started catching those. Um, and it kind of grew from there. Um, I think what really kickstarted it was, um, was probably the field herp form back in its heyday. Um, just, just cruising online, trying to, uh, you know, research reptiles and things like that. And I found a website that had a snake wrapped around a snake hook and was like, oh my gosh, there is a community of people that's doing this. And I got lost in it. Um, and I think probably, you know, I started talking to some people um, uh, a couple people like, uh, you know, Ben Jones, uh, Josh Jones, uh, Tim Coda took us out for the first time, showed us some lifers and things like that. Um, but I think the moment that got me absolutely hooked in herpetology or herping was, um, about 18 years old. And I was, every time I'd go, I'd go fishing, I had a fishing spot in Utah and um, there were some old conveyor belts, rubber conveyor belts that the landowner had laid out for whatever reason. And every time I walked by, um, I would flip it and there would be a bunch of garter snakes under it. And I got to count how many, you know, it would be four or five or whatever. And then there was one day I flipped it and there was a, what was then called a, a Utah milk snake under the, oh. under the conveyor belt. And, um, it was, you know, I, I thought it was pretty cool. Didn't really know what it was. I had to, I tried to, you know, recite that nonsensical rhyme that everybody knows you read on yellow. <laughs> thing. Um, but, and so I didn't really, I didn't really touch it that much, but I got pictures. And when I was on the field hurt forum, I posted up and it was, um, San Pete County herping or something like that. A bunch of fuzzy cell phone or, uh, you know, point and shoot pictures of garter snakes. And I put that milk snake up there. And, um, apparently that was probably, it was either the first or second record of milk snakes in that County. So I had a bunch of people, um, lighting up my inbox on the field herp form, asking for details on how it was found, where it was found. All, you know, I had a, a couple of herpetologists ask me to send data on it. And then when I realized, yeah, that was my first like significant find, it was, it was over after that, man. It was like, I was all into it, but, you know, started networking, started talking to people throughout the years. And yeah, that's, that's, that's how I fell into it. <laughs> I, I think I remember that. Do you? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we talked about 
under the belt. And I'm like, wait a minute, that sounds really familiar. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I think, uh, I can't remember. I think that was 2011 or something like that. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a while ago. Yeah. yeah. Yep. San yeah. Pete County Herfs. And that's, that's, that would probably be the snake that got me hooked. Very good. And how about you, Burke? Well, um, as you can imagine, Jeff being the older brother, that definitely tied in a lot of things. Um, he would do it. When we lived in Utah, he found, you know, like gopher snakes, yellow belly racers and whatnot at the house we lived at. And um, anyway, I got kind of interested in it. Not super. I was actually a little bit freaked out at the fact that snakes were in a general area. Then we moved to Arizona and I was seeing the lizards everywhere and I was getting into that and the frogs and the spadefoots during the monsoon season. They showed up in the neighborhood and it was just kind of a fun thing to do with friends. But then Jeffrey, he, he moved uh, to Hawaii for two years. And then I was like, dang, we're not seeing snakes as much anymore because Jeff's not here. And then I started, I started, I kind of started, you know, picking up on what he was doing. And of course it's those darn tricolored snakes. I was obsessed with pyros and I got my dad to try to drive me places. And we went to places that were totally wrong. Um, and then I reached out to Tim Coda on Facebook on like my dad's Facebook or something weird because I didn't have one yet. Like I was little, I was probably like uh, 11 or something. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, we contacted Tim. He gave us a few pointers. Um, Tim Coda went out, started looking for him, took forever. But since then it was like, I started obsessing with the fact of the game of trying to find what you're looking for. And I was like just waiting for the day it was going to happen. And then when Jeffrey actually came back, we all went out and the day we were looking for pyros, it probably took like three years of my little kid brain, like obsessing over them and not being able to see them. I would see them in zoos. I would see them and all that stuff. It would just drive me nuts. And then finally Jeff came back. We all went herping and uh, we got my life for pyro within like 15 minutes of a hike. We got three that day. I, I think we got five that day. Was it five? Oh, yeah, geez. we got five pyros that day. Lost my mind, and we haven't had a day like that since with no. pyros. But, <laughs> but it was a good day. Like we were, we were tripping over snakes that day. Something magical was in the air. I mean, we saw Arizona blacks and whip snakes, and then on the way down, we saw California kings and sidewinders and all that stuff. So, which pyros were these? These were the Arizona mountain kings. Uh, mountain king snake. Pyro, okay. Pyro Milana, Pyro Milana, or you know, whatever, you know, whatever taxonomist you ask, but I think it's the Arizona, not the Sonoranus, that is the northern population. Okay, yeah. yeah. I never know about the taxonomy of that group, but I, I like I like what you're saying, so let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, but it was pretty exciting. Uh, since then, it, you know, the game of like trying to figure out something, I've been obsessed with the you're learning, you're trying to piece stuff together. And to this day, I still do it. And I do it a lot more with rattlesnakes more than anything. But I love figuring them out and having a theory and trying it again. And then it works. And more so than seeing the animal, I start jumping up and down, freaking out, going, holy crap, I'm piecing something together. Uh -huh. The funny part is, though, is sometimes you say you're piecing it together and then you try it again and you're like, wait, it didn't work that time. <laughs> and then you try 10 more times and it didn't work and you're like, that's yeah. even though it sucks you're like okay all right so now i need to backtrack so it's just the whole process 
that I'm totally obsessed with. And then I got into behavioral stuff and all that nonsense. So I'm well, it keeps you humble. It does. It, really does. it does. And every year's different. Weather's different. Yeah. Sometimes I try to target something and I'm like, it happened. It's not just about months. It's not just about timing. It's like, I'm like, Hey, on June 1st, I flipped all these. Let's try it again. Or, you know, something weird like that. And then you try it again and you're like, uh, uh-uh, no, I, I missed <laughs> something. So yeah. So that's kind of what got me kickstarted. And since then we've been crazy about it and then got into photography and now I was, yeah. So that's kind of how it started. Okay, so who who came up with the idea of uh, starting a YouTube channel? So with the YouTube channel, so Burke started it when you were when you were young. I was like, I don't know, I was this little kid taking videos, and I wanted to put them somewhere, and I heard that YouTube was a place to put it, and I figured out how to montage, uh, you know, videos with music. So I do like these video collages of like all this cool music and beats and whatnot, you know, mixed with rattlesnakes crossing roads. And, and I talked all the time, not on YouTube, but when I was little, every time I found a snake, I would like talk to a camera for some reason. I don't know why I started, but I talked to a camera about whatever I'm holding. And a lot of times it was total nonsense that I was pulling out of the air. <laughs> what I was talking about. Well, really, what it really is, is all work. You know, and and I did it too when I was young too. Is we're all trying to be Je- the Jeff Corwin yes. and the Steve Irwin. Yes. Um, and you you do it, and you know, kind of do it for yourself. And he, not to interject on Burke, but what you know, he was all the time on the phone. He had reels and reels and reels on the little point and shoot cameras when before you know phones were good with video and things like that. Um, and he was all over it, and you you did have. Have the family, you know, sitting around and he would cast it on the TV or something like that. Um, and then what had happened is um, we have relatives that are actual like professional YouTubers, like oh. million subscriber type YouTubers. And it's it's just like kids family type thing. Um, but, you know, it's our it's our uncle. And he said, hey, you guys should like be serious about this. Like there are people, you know, Burke's doing a good job taking his videos for what he's doing, kind of showed us the ropes and kind of told us, you know, the, the things to do on a video and how to hold a camera, right. And, you know, how to, how to talk to a camera and not sound like a, like a, like an idiot to be frank. (laughs) Um, And, and, uh, you know, we, uh, it kind of went from there and, you know, we would, we do a video send it over before we posted it and they'd be like, all right, yeah, that's good. But here's this, here's that, here's that. And so we kind of learned the, the YouTube land lingo um, pretty quick and easy from them. Um, and then, you know, just trying to turn it into our own thing after that. And it was kind of funny because we posted for a little while and it wasn't really going too crazy. Like it was like, we probably made a, like probably a hundred subscribers in like two months or something. And then there was one day where it was like winter and we were getting just a few views and I wanted to get a video out because I hadn't done it in so long. And there was a gopher snake under our pool box. And I was like, you know, it's kind of a fun video, whatever. It was hibernating there, right? It was hibernating yeah. under the pool box. I'd seen it every single time I cleaned the yard and I was like, yeah, I'll do a video on that. And for no, like I didn't expect it at all. And um, I posted it, put it up there and... I was actually at my sister's wedding and I was like, looked at my phone <laughs> to look at the views. And it was like, I was used to getting like a thousand or 2000 views. And I looked at it and it was at like 
230,000 views. And I was like, holy crap. And it ended up getting like 1.5 million views. And the subscribers from then just like shot up. And within a few months, we were, we jumped up to like 30,000 uh, subscribers. And then from that point, it was like a steady incline. And now we're at uh, like 130,000. Yeah, something like that. 130,000 subscribers. And since then, it's, it wasn't just the excitement of getting the subscribers. It wasn't like the core center, but it was like my excitement was like, there's this many people paying attention to this. And if we could do it right, then we can, you know, whatever next generation is looking at them can both get excited about it. But the, the scariest part about it all is being able to get those young, that younger generation excited about it, but also be respectful when herping. And it's, right. it's a lot of pressure um, because yeah. we want people to get excited, but if everybody was a herper and into it like we were, or we are, the habitat would just be demolished. Um, so we put that stuff into consideration and have to be super cautious about, you know, good ethical herping and ways to respect the animals when enjoying them because we can get excited and everybody gets excited. And so it's like we like started going and going and going and the wheels were turning and then we're like, hold up, hold up. And so we hit the brakes a little bit and not set it aside. We're still totally into it, but trying our very best to be as respectful to the animals as possible, not get too caught up in our fantasies or anything like that. Cause it's the animals we really care about. And I get super excited when people get excited like we do, but I look at it long-term and want people to not just enjoy them, but think of the conservation side of things and, it would be awesome if all of us can look at them and go, yes, these animals are important. Yes, I'm excited, but I'm not going to go yanking snakes from rocks and get excited and pose with them. And, you know, not that any of that's bad necessarily, but when you think of a huge portion of people doing that, it's a scary thought. It's a really scary thought. Yeah. So you got to strike a balance. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, the right way, the right way to hold snakes, the right way to, the, you know, the snakes you should, shouldn't touch at all. Uh, you know, I mean, right. there's so much to it, right? There's, it's, uh, it's a complicated subject. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, if anybody's actually followed us for any amount of time, you, you know, they can totally pick out any mistakes that we've made. It's just a matter of, yeah, just striking the balance on, you know, uh, what, you know, what, what is our, what is our motivation? The other thing we try to do is, you know, there, there is that uh, money aspect involved, and we don't want to be, I think if you start getting motivated by money and things like that, I think it can go sideways real quick. You start doing dumb things on camera in the name of, you know, viewership. So, you know, we've, we've taken that pretty seriously in the, in the past year or so we kind of slowed down, but I think we're, we've been talking and reassessing and trying to, you know, get more videos out and, and uh, move forward. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that because, um, it, it, it can get away from you. It can. And, uh, it, there's uh, people out there it's gotten away from. Yeah. There have been some really good people, uh, you know, over the years that, uh, you know, that have, and, and I, I won't name names because that's not what we're here for, but you know, there's yeah. some people that we used to follow, you know, and then they kind of were fantastic and did great things. And then the viewership got to their head and then it, uh, went south. And that's what, that's where we decided to, <laughs> 
you know, reassess and take a break for a minute and just reassess where we're at. And we've had a lot of long conversations about it proceed. And I think we've got a good idea now. So hopefully this year is a lot better. And a good note on it all too is being able to do all this is gives us an opportunity to contribute to any conservation or anything like that or any of that. I'm personally very grateful and I'm sure Jeff could say the same that we have this um, platform to be able to, you know, and of course we make mistakes and we definitely don't have everything figured out, but you know, opportunities to help the animals out and do whatever we can conservation wise. So it's definitely been a cool opportunity for sure. Well, you know, the, the trouble with becoming a media personality, if you will, is that you, you, you can't go into it fully professional and knowing all the answers you learn as you go. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't help but make mistakes. Yeah. Uh, and you have to learn from them and, and you have to just get better. And, and it's to me, uh, I mean, I, I kind of run into that in you know, what I do, but nobody's looking at my face. So it's, you've got the, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you've got a, a little bit different challenge to me, to, to my mind than I have. It's, it's like, well, boy, um, I'm, you know, I, I, I can't, or we can't, we can't make mistakes because that's our faces up there. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of pressure and so it's been crippling for us sometimes like there, you know, and there's some videos, we made some full videos and then, um, yeah, and, and it's, I think it, it's a bigger bummer for Bert because he does most of the editing, but so there are some videos we've made that we watch it and we go, nah, I, I don't, you know, not that we did anything wrong or bad, but you know, for YouTube, it probably isn't the thing for YouTube. So, you know, it's <laughs> and something we did from the start as well as we touched base with close herpers that we know that aren't a part of our media. And we are like, Hey, if you see something weird, you put those red flags up and we'll, we'll, we'll put it down. We'll, we'll put it, it down. down. We respect it. And I will say it's happened multiple yeah. times. Uh, we get excited about a video and sometimes I put it public and I'm like, Holy crap! I guess anybody can view this. Yeah, you know what I mean. So <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I forget that. Sometimes I get in the excitement of just posting, and uh, we'll send it to a handful of friends, and they go, "Oh, uh, you know." What I mean? <laughs> and, and so it's and it's really good, and it's uh, that's what's helped us keep a line and kind of like without those people, uh, we wouldn't we would probably be making bigger mistakes than we would like to. So uh, we've definitely had help. We've definitely we've foresaw the mistakes so we were like bracing ourselves and thank, thank. <laughs> so we were very grateful for our friends that kind of pointed things out to us because it's good to get different perspectives and it was nothing too crazy it's just a little bit like hey watch out for this watch out for this right well you know that's when you know who your good friends are because your good friends will tell you when you're messing up right, right? yeah and if they're, if they're really your friends they'll, yeah. they'll, be, they'll do you a solid and they'll tell you Bad friends will stab you in the back. Good friends will stab you in the face. <laughs> and, the good, <laughs> and the good news about them being herpers is a lot of the times so the people we would ask are likely like the animals more than they probably like us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're, they're willing to tell us and be like, Hey, I gotta, I gotta save the snakes. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest. So, I mean, it was, it's, it's been really good in that sense. So, and I think the, I think that's the, you know, the, with, social media it's so uh, and this isn't just youtube i think it's it's out all of it is that um yeah one we're learning um constantly but the thing is is just um with posting it's all it's all about just being smart i you know there's a lot of hard fast rules out there that a lot of people like to make 
but I think it's just about understanding the animals, their ecology enough, um, and probably the social dynamic of your audience enough to uh, know when to post, what not to post, what to post, when did it, you know, and I think, I think you can do it, um, you know, and, and still have a good experience and be able to share it and not, and not do the wrong, (laughs) not uh, exploit the animals in the wrong way. Yeah. Exploit the animals. That's, uh, that's a good phrase, a good catchphrase because, you know, we, we all know that that happens, um, Mm -hmm. that uh, we all know that that's, that's an issue. And I think we're all guilty of it at some point or another, I think. Well, and you, you learn from it, you know, I mean, uh, you know, the first few times I would encounter rattlesnakes, you know, the coolest thing ever is to have the rattlesnake post up and, and coil up and, you know, especially if it's some some dramatic one like a Western Diamondback or something, they they really mm-hmm. get up on their on their hind end and and rattle and you know and it and do the you know do the stack coil thing and uh, well, it's really impressive. And after a while, you're like, you know, this is that was cool, but I'm not doing that animal any favors. Right. Uh, and it was cool to do once, but I need to rethink what I'm doing here. And so you, you, you learn and you grow and you move past that. And I think that's, you know, that's, it's, that's just natural, right? You, you put more thought into it and you're thinking deeper about it. And I use that for an example, but that can cover many more other, other things as well. Right. Besides just rattlesnakes, but of course, rattlesnakes are always, you know, numero uno for many people. So. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting to your point. We've been the same way. I mean, usually when like very beginning, we'd get out of the car, see a rattlesnake, same concept, you know, really cool to hear them rattle and stuff. And nowadays it's like, I like Jeff and I are both really into walking and looking at rattlesnakes and whatnot. And for example, this morning I was walking around and I was looking at some rattlesnakes and I walked up on a tiger rattlesnake and I left to watch them doing their thing. Right. And I walked up and I didn't see it and it rattled at me. And, uh, Instead of going, whoa, that's cool. I'm like, oh man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm leaving. <laughs> and instead of taking photos, I'm like, I just, I just messed that snake's day up. So I'm going to walk away. <laughs> so, and after doing it for a while, um, it's, that's kind of how it is. And I, I love behavioral stuff. And rather than seeing them be their almighty scary selves, it's cooler to watch them sit there and just do nothing. Um, and sometimes occasionally you'll walk up and they'll be sitting together or you'll see them eating a bird or, you know, yeah. something like that. And that's so much more fascinating to me than, um, than them posing up like that. And just like you said, it's, you all start somewhere, um, and we all learn. And that's why for me personally, and Jeff as well, when we see younger herpers, um, hook a snake or do something that we wouldn't do ourselves instead of freaking out, like a lot of, like, some of us are guilty of doing, we want to defend a snake and we'll be like, Hey, you shouldn't do that. It's more like, Hey, um, I've been in your shoes before. Maybe consider this. Uh, it'll be better for the animal. And instead of like freaking out, um, kind of going to those people, instead of pushing them away and letting them grow to learn to mess with those snakes, even longer, just jump in and give them a little tap on the shoulder and just kind of help them out there. Cause I personally wish I could have been told earlier um, it's not like Jeff and I really did anything too harmful to the snakes, but it was always really exciting to get your hook on them or get those pictures. And 
you know, which isn't anything terrible, but as soon as you start seeing them time after time after time, you kind of learn that um, you just kind of want to watch them be their natural selves. And we all learn and live and learn. So, yeah. Now I, I think about, you know, uh, I'm not sure who you picture as your target audience, but I, I'm, I'm sure there's, you know, there's a 10 year old kid out there who might be sort of your, maybe that's your target audience. If you watch our videos, yeah, we very much. Uh, it's, I, it's weird to say we target kids, but that you know that's kind of a weird thing to say. But but if you if you watch our videos, we're we're very much like you, you can tell we're we're talking to kids more than we are other herpers. I think you know, right. But. Yeah. Well, I, I think too. You know, it's good for them there because they're going to learn when they see you guys doing the hands off. Uh, you know, hey, you know, you're, you're, it's cool, but you're chill. You know, you don't, yeah, you're not going to stir up trouble. You're not going to do anything weird. You're just going to enjoy the animal. Maybe you're shooting video from back. Um, yeah, and the animals doing something cool because you stayed back. So they're they're learning that you're short circuiting, you're short cycling their learning curve for that stuff too, right? Yeah, it's a ten year old just going, oh, that's cool how they how the, these guys are, you know, they're so chill about it. They don't really get in there and and scare it. They they treat it, you know, with respect. And they treat it, you know, hands off and and so on and so forth. So you really are helping somebody else to learn either more quickly or they're learning differently than even yeah. you guys learn, or for that matter, even me. Uh, yeah, the way, and, I, the way I learned it. So, and we'll be the first ones too. And and again, anybody who's followed us for you know it, it, either catch it or Instagram, and you will be the first ones to say we have. You know, we do make mistakes, and we still make mistakes. But Absolutely. I think that I think the thing is is that we're we're learning. Um, and I think if you have to be teachable, and you have to be willing to let you know, like I said, you have to let other people stab you in the face. Like <laughs> like I said, <laughs> be able to tell you what's up and be teachable. Um, and I think, you know, and we, there's still a lot of think lessons that we, we can learn, I think, but I, yeah, that, I think with that whole thing, it's be mindful and, and learn and, and be willing to be, and be teachable and, and then move forward and modify behavior if you have to. Well, I am, um, I have not watched all of your videos. Don't okay. be shocked. How um, dare you? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but Mike... Yeah, I know. Rob told you to watch it a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, you're good. Uh, but I have watched enough, uh, and I, I, and it's you know, it's no, no, no fault to you. It's just I'm uh, terribly busy. No, you're fine. I'm you <laughs> totally <crap>. you're good. <laughs> I know. I, I've watched enough to know. You know, I like the, I like the energy that you guys have in, in these videos. I like, uh, you know, it's like, uh, it's the energy when you find something, but it's also this, uh, Ooh, Ooh, we're going to, we're here. We're going here. We're going to go to this. School. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to snake road tomorrow. Or, you yeah. know, you know, so, so I kind of like that energy that you guys have with that. And I think that's uh, pretty cool because uh, obviously that's kind of an infectious thing to, to pass on. And uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm of the age group that, that, that I'm not your target audience. I, I watch video. I like my buddy, Rob, I watch, you know, Smut logic videos. And I watch a few other people's videos, but it's yeah. just not, 
it, I'm just not your target audience. I, I didn't grow up learning things by watching videos. The demographic you have is entirely different. So right. what they, what they, you know, I can't even begin to understand how they learn from how kids today learn from this, but the, obviously they do. They, they soak it up. And then do you hear back from uh, some of the younger kids about, do they want more advice? Do they contact you outside out of channel and, want to yeah. know more or want to go herping or what, what, what's going on with that? Yeah. So some of the weirdest things actually is there is a lot of times where you'll have younger kids watching their videos and sometimes they don't know how to comment or anything like that. Right. Um, and then there was one point where we just kept posting and posting and posting. We'd have comments of people saying good video and whatnot, really enjoyed it. And this was a lot of fun. And then the real crazy part was when we realized that we were actually teaching people was when we went to i think it's the first time is um even some older people too but we went to the reptile expo here in uh, phoenix yeah <laughs> and we were just kind of being there right and then there were just little kids that would like tug on our shirt or bump our shoulder and be like i watch your videos i love your videos and i was like what <laughs> you what <laughs> and then the moms are like Oh my gosh, yeah, they watch you're the only thing that we let our kids watch on YouTube and we watch every week and and so it's weird. Like it was like, oh my gosh. And then there's times where they were like they would uh, say really specific parts of the videos and they have all these wow. list of questions to ask. So it's like from that point on it was like, well crap, we do have people watching. Like it's one it's thing a big response yeah, like the responsibility is weird yeah. because it's like I don't feel like I'm all that special, but when a little kid goes, you're Jeff, aren't you? Or you're Burke, aren't you? At a reptile expo. <laughs> and you go, yeah, that's me. What, what, what's it to you? <laughs> and then yeah. watch a video. I had a, I had a, I had a kid. Um, I was road cruising in Southern Arizona last week, I, I believe. And I, I had someone, um, uh, a kid roll up on me and roll the window down real quick. And, He's like, what'd you get? I'm like, uh, what do you mean? What do I got? Like, you know, you know, like the herpers do, but <laughs> how did you know I was a herper? He goes, Oh, I watch your videos. Like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so like, Oh, okay. And um, then, yeah. And then we had one time where we were in Southern Arizona and we were actually with Rob and Nick and we were just sitting outside uh, talking all drenched in uh, water. Cause we just had to book it from a flash flood and ditched our, like a lot of our gear just because we didn't get struck by lightning and we're all just kind of reminiscing, you know, we're like, Oh gosh, that was crazy. And then there was this car driving by and he stopped and then he started backing up and we're like, what the heck? And then he goes, I knew I'd bump into you guys somewhere. And we're like, <laughs> what? And he was like, I watch your videos. I didn't like snakes before, but now I'm looking for them. <laughs> so it was just like, it was just, re it's really weird when that happens. And yeah. it's, it's cool. Um, and probably the weirdest one for me was I was, it was just a weekend and I was going on a date with my girlfriend and I was taking her up to, uh, you know, for a picnic and watch a sunset and whatnot. And we were hiking up and, you know, this Arizona desert's gorgeous. Um, and anyway, we were walking up there and there was this kid walking around with his dad and he had a snake hook in his hand. And I was like, have you found anything? And he was just like, no, but, um, uh, I, I watch your videos <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay, cool. All righty. And he goes, well, I'll let you 
go on your date now. And he just, <laughs> and he was, it's just really weird. And it happens every once in a while. It's not like back to back to back to back, but you know, it's kind of spaced out and it happens every once in a while. And when you're out in the field, I mean, it's, you're bound to bump into anybody because it kind of narrows. Catches us off guard. Yeah, it does. Again, we don't feel that special, you know. No, <laughs> and just, I don't feel like we're we all are, just yeah. out herping, and then it happens. It's 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 kind of funny. Yeah, it is. It's it's cool because yeah. back to your point, um, it the cool part is to reel it all back in. Is it does people do pay attention and they learn from it, and um, that was kind of the point where we realized you know, you see comments, you see views, and you know people are looking, but when people in front of you say that, that you have no idea who the heck they are. You go, Oh, so this is real. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, so it's, it's a little weird. So, yeah. And, and, you know, it's kind of, you meet them and you've, you've got a, what do they want? They just want to talk to you. They just yeah. want to say hi. Yeah. That's how I felt when I met you on snake road. I didn't know what to <laughs> yeah. say, but I was like, this is Mike. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, I get that a lot there, but all, you know, uh, so I, I spend however many minutes talking to you or whoever else I meet on Snake Road. And it's the same kind of thing. It's like, well, uh, we're I'm just going to chat and we're we're going to get to know each other, and then uh, uh, I'll see you online somewhere. Um, yeah, so, I guess so. But I think people, especially maybe for kids, it's like reality. It happens to you guys, but it happens to the kids too, right? They, they see your like reality comes crashing through the car window. Oh my God. It's Jeff and Burke. Oh my God. It's like real. It's a reality now. It's like the, before it's just something they do on a computer or, or television. Yeah. And now you're in front of them. So yeah. you, you just sort of disarm that, right? You say, Hey, how's it going? Da, 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 da. You know, do you find anything, you know? And then, then they realize, Oh, Oh, this is normal. Yeah. We're uh, just normal people. And, you just know. Normal people. Yeah. And so yeah. it, it sort of connects them in a different way than they were connected before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. that's that's my guess on what's happening to you too. Just based yeah. on some, yeah. some things that happen to me once in a while. And there, and there are herpers that, you know, herpetologists, herpers that we run into in the field as well, that we have the same reaction, you know, whether, you know, it, um, you know, whether it's someone from Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or whatever, and, you know, you run in, in we've had our fanboy moments as well. I, you know, I think actually, um, my, uh, a fanboy moment I had recently actually was, uh, we were, when we were out looking for, uh, the Grand Canyon rattlesnakes, we'd been out there for so long and, and there was, you know, and all of a sudden I realized that, um, Bill Gorham was there and I've been following his photography for a long time. And I was like, and we, he and I sat and photographed a horn lizard together and all that stuff. And it wasn't until the fire, I don't know why it didn't get, like connect. And I was like, wait, you're Bill Gorham. Oh my gosh. Let me talk <laughs> about your photography. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I followed you since I started, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you've been one of, you know, those photography guys that I've, you know, I've, I've, you know, on top of the totem pole for me. And I, I was, it, it's funny how that works yeah. with the community. Bill, Bill Gorham is a fabulous photographer and a heck of a guy. I, I enjoy talking to him, and I just I just enjoy his approach to his very patient, uh, low key approach to photography, and he gets some yeah. you know, amazing shots with it. So yeah, he's got yeah he he was uh, you know quietly confident in his in his photography. You know, I'm like I I felt I felt bad, you know, because I, I, we were photographing this horn lizard, and I never met him, and so I'm like I'm trying to be like 
overly courteous because I didn't know, like, oh, did you get your shot? Did you get your shot? Like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I mean, I got this, man. Like, I got this. I'm like, okay. (laughs) And it was Bill. So it's funny. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. I hope Bill gets to listen to this because that's funny. Yeah, me too. Know that he does have some fanboys out there. He's he's, he's a great photographer. He sure is. Uh, and I'd love to. I'd love to go to some of the places he he shoots at, like Bosque de la Bosque de la Apache, which is a, a wildlife refuge in New Mexico. Does okay. a lot of shooting there. Uh, that would be a, a fun place to go see. Yeah, one of these days, I guess. But uh, yeah, so uh, just to backtrack a little bit, uh, oh, we. We did. Uh, we ran into each other there. We herped. Uh, we spent what a, a day and a half or something herping there in the Vermilion Cliffs. There was a group of us there, and uh, and so it was that your first time up there, both of you. Was that first time in the area, or it was? Um, I think I had passed through there. I had herped there once. Uh, didn't get the abysses. Got uh, you know king snake and some and some of the. I, I think they're great basin gopher snakes up there at this point. I'm, I'm not sure where we got the go. We got the go. I got some gopher snakes. And then I think we had just on family trips gone, uh, gone through there, but that was, I think that was the most extensive, right. Herping, uh-huh. herping yeah. that we'd done in there. Yeah. Okay. Just curious. And that was, uh, that's, we're talking about Vermilion Cliffs, which is on the Colorado river, not really the grand Canyon, but close yeah. to where the grand Canyon is, uh, uh, which yeah. I've, I've never seen. Uh, this is my second uh, time that I've bounced really close to the Grand Canyon without going to see it because it's just too busy, uh, you know, chasing serpents or whatever. It's like, ah, uh, doesn't look like I got time to do it. Just, yeah. Just... Yep. Yep. So I, I hear it's a big hole in the ground. So one of these days, I'll hopefully I'll, I'll go see it. It is. It's a it's a large hole in the ground and it's like red and orange and stuff. <laughs> and there's some snakes in there. That's the important part. <laughs> cool. Cool. So, so Burke, were you jealous when your brother got to go to Snake Road? I was. I was pretty jealous. Yeah, I had. I had been out east. Um, I think. Yeah, where was I when you? You were, were in Florida herping when I. Oh, was that's there. true. I guess that was true. Ah. Yeah, I was. I was in Florida when uh, Jeff was doing that. So I did. I was seeing pygmies and scarlet snakes and all that stuff for the first time, and uh, I missed a few of my targets. I did get a, uh, I did actually get a Florida copperhead in the panhandle, which apparently is a cool thing. I didn't realize. That is cool. Um, but anyway, uh, it, it was really cool. Um, first few passes, I got a dead Eastern Diamondback, and I was totally butthurt about that. Came home without seeing one, and then Jeff and I eventually, we went back recently, uh, actually this year, and uh, knocked those out. Yeah. Um, got a few Eastern Diamondbacks and lots of pigs and mud snake and all lots of fun memories were made there but yeah i was i was jealous you went to snake road but i had been east i think uh two years before that and got cotton mouths and copperheads and whatnot in texas um but other than that i was i was hearing all about his trip and it was funny though because we're not out east hardly ever and he would say hey i got a cotton mouth and i'm like hey i got a cotton mouth it was weird. It was really weird. in Florida, and I'm over on Illinois, and we're getting some. Yeah, I think we got a, both got our life for a rough green snake within a day of each other, too, right? Yeah. I well, think. no, I got I got a rough green. Touch. Oh, you did. Okay, he beat me. Well, I had like two years yeah. on this guy. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're not better. 
you guys have made <laughs> several trips to Florida, it looks like, uh, just from your videos. And uh, is there somewhere you want to go that you haven't been? What's like looming Peru. in your Peru? Peru with you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> that is in okay. the books. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is on my blank adventure page at the moment. And I, I okay. stare at it a few times and go, yeah. someday. Yeah. 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 Um, there's a lot of Mexico to go to. Yeah. A lot of Mexico to go to. And, and you, you know, a lot of the people that we, I, th I think we are actually going together, right? Later this year. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have to tell you, I'm encouraged. I see lots of people now in the past few years are starting to go there. Yeah. Go herping there, and, and you know, it used to be this big scary place. Nobody went there. Uh, yeah, and there's plenty of good places to go. Uh, Baja California and Yucatan, and Veracruz, and places like the Sonora. There's oh my gosh! Don't get me started on your Veracruz trip. Goodness <laughs> gracious! Holy cow! <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was well. a good. That was a good trip. Um, uh, I I got. 73 lifers. Wow. <laughs> that's uh, that's almost sickening, Mike. <laughs> if you're into if you're into that thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So that was a, a good a good trip. But that's what happens when you go somewhere that's different, has different uh yeah. you know, set of organisms and uh that can happen and you can just kind of go in there and I don't want to say hoover, I could say that go in there and hoover them up and just scoop them up, but it's actually was very hard to get a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. It'll work really hard to get about half, about half of those are really hard work. Yeah. It seemed um, like it. It's kind of yeah. how it was for uh, Jeff and I, when we went to South America for the first time, we went to Costa Rica and ah. uh, we lost our minds. I mean, when we first got there, we were like, all right. Uh, we had this uh, awesome guide. His name was Miguel. And uh, he was, he was the guy, man. He, he was really nice. Um, and we were out there and we were walking this road and Jeff and I were like, we're looking at each other and we're like one eyelash riper and we can go home happy. Like honestly. <laughs> and so we got there and we were walking the road and we were like expecting to get in the car and go on this long, crazy, you know, whatever, wherever he was going to take us. And we ended up just like, he's like, all right, we're going to get out and walk. And I was like, but we haven't even got in the car. We haven't got anywhere yet. I was like, and he was like, no, it's fine. We'll walk around. And I was like, really okay and so we were walking around and we that night blew my socks off we got like seven eyelash vipers uh we got our first coral snake out there nice. um, we got fertilance uh three different kinds of snail eaters um and it was just i mean we got coffee snakes and anyway it was like it was one of those moments you know in herping when you lay on your bed at the end of the day and go, what just happened? <laughs> and you're like, you're like falling asleep, smiling. And you're like, I'm going to look at my camera one more time. And you scroll through the whole thing. Run and out half your battery, just looking at the photos. That you're yeah. And you like wake up because you're smiling so big, it hurts. And in the middle of the night, <laughs> and you want to wake up and do it all over again. So uh, we did that. Uh, and we got um, uh, just over a hundred snakes there that week. Um, and it was, it was crazy. It was mind blowing. And every new day there was a new, there wasn't a night where we didn't like have that experience where you're like, holy crap, that just happened type thing. So that's a good thrill. And I'm sure you've yeah. experienced it many times and 
we're hoping to experience it many more times with uh, places we want to go. So, and there's something I have never been to Costa Rica yet. Oh my goodness! Wow! Wow! Okay. Well, you 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 see a lot of the same species in Peru. Um, I see some of the same genuses generally, okay. yeah, but not the same species. Very very few. Okay. Um, so if I when I do get there, and I will get there, uh, I just keep getting sidetracked. But when I do get there, I, I expect to to the same sort of experience you guys had. I, you know, I, I don't have an eyelash viper and uh, things like that. And then there's a, a ton of frogs that I'm interested in. And, uh, yeah, yeah, there's uh, you have to in a place like that. You have to pick your battles. Um, because if you're, uh, if you want to get everything, then I, you're, you're going to go crazy or you're, uh, you may miss out on a lot. So it was like, cause, um, Burke and I, I mean, we're, I don't want to be obscene to the audience here, but we're, we're birders sometimes. We're, we're <laughs> um, uh, you may have to edit that out, but we are sometimes. <laughs> and and there's so many birds there. We had to we we had to decide that this was a reptile trip because if we started looking up and looking at birds, we probably would have seen half the reptiles. And I think the same same goes for the invertebrates. Uh, you know, and, and you know, it's it's to a point you have to choose: is this an amphibian trip, or is this a snake trip, or is this a lizard trip, or you know, and there's just so much in those rainforests, you know, in that rainforest habitat there. And, um, Endless. You have Endless. to choose. You have to pick your battles. I I understand. I do occasionally look up at a bird. Uh, I've been known to look at birds. You feel dirty when you're doing it, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, my my head. It's unnatural for my head to go up. I use my head. I, I know. Yeah. Right well, I've never done this it, before. At least you can see a snake if you look up there. So you you can you have an excuse if you need one. Yeah, well that that is the thing about when you you know you leave temperate climate behind or, or desert climate behind in your case, and you go to the tropics, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden your your find area is now a 180 degree sphere. Yeah, you know half, <laughs> yeah, half of a sphere, and and there could be a snake anywhere in there, including right over your head, uh, yeah. or a frog or whatever it is. So this you've just greatly expanded where things might be and you, you better look at all that stuff now. It was weird. Just it down. Yeah. And it's, it's overwhelming the first time, the first night, uh, I, you know, the, we, both of us had some, um, it's like an anxiety that we'd never felt before because it's like completely new and you want to see everything. And you know, that the second you step out of the, uh, out of the car on a trip that, the clock is ticking. Even if you have like 10 days, you feel like the, the clock is ticking and you're, <laughs> and you just, it's an yeah. interesting anxiety that I don't think I've ever felt before, before that time. My first trip to Peru was like that. We found so much stuff. I photographed nonstop for three days. Yeah. And, and I was in a state of shock. Uh, there was so much. Every you know, just every, every plant's new, every bug is new, yeah. every bird is new, every herp is new, and it's just coming out. And then I read an account, uh, an account from um, Alexander Humboldt, who uh, was one of the early Europeans to to visit South America. And at one point in, it, in his journal, he said, "If I'm going to paraphrase here, if he, he says if we find one more new thing, 
I am going to lose my mind. <laughs> because all we do is, is run from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, because everything is new. So we, we can't we can't take it all in. And that's kind of what, what's happening. Right? You, you yeah. So much so much stuff you can't properly establish a frame of reference for all of it. It's just it's just yeah. overwhelming you. And there's a threshold that you hit. Yeah, that's why people go back. That's why they, you know. Yeah, yeah you have to. Yeah, we we have some we have some um, unfinished business there, even in the same place that we were. Yeah, cool. Well, I, I'm I'm kind of jealous um, that I you guys were there and I haven't been there yet. But uh, <laughs> no, there is another. You have to deal with that too, because you know you you see with all the stuff that you've seen, there's always more. There's always more, and I used to and I used to. Uh, I used to tell my wife when we were first married before I got the travel bug, I was like, you know what? You know, babe, at least this hobby is cheap, right? It's inexpensive, right? And then uh, it's not the case. <laughs> There's always something else. And if it's not, if it's not a trip, it's camera gear um, or um, a new car because you destroyed it on dirt roads or um, yeah, time off of work. It's, it's, <laughs> It's a lot. There's always more. Yeah, I always call it time and treasure. It's mm-hmm. all time and treasure. And uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I have to, and I'm retired, so I have to be careful about where, you know, I only have, only have so much money. So I can't just yeah. like, you know, throw it at every, every, at everything. I have to be careful on how that, how the money works. So I get the most bang for my buck, you know, so. Yeah. What a problem I have. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, but I, I it would be great if you guys came down to Peru. That would be fun. I would love to. Uh, I would love yeah. to show you around and blow your minds down there. That so. would be fantastic. Hold <laughs> we'll <get> you to it. <laughs> and so, Jeff, your your wife, I can't remember her name. Is it Kayla? Can I, uh, Alexa. Alexa, that's right. Oh, yeah, boy. Oh man, it's all good. You have a lot of people to track of. I do. Uh, but uh, so she's she's kind of cool with you traveling around and and she's yeah. in for some of that and yeah and you you got to meet her uh, at, at Snake Road so she'll come I did yeah um, yeah she'll she's she's good and tolerant of it you know as long as um, she know she knows how to pick her battles now there are certain animals she won't go look for uh, with me because I'll I'll you know stomp up a up a hillside to go find it and she doesn't want to do that um, but. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean it's good, and, and you know striking the balance. I think you actually you phrased it perfectly on our last trip. Is with the balance, you have to make the MEMs. You want to? Uh, you should explain <laughs> that again. Explain the MEMs because that was that was that was dang near life changing. You explained that around the campfire last time we hung out. An MEM is a marriage extension maneuver. <laughs> and it, it's it's nothing really more than you learning that there are things you can do to keep yourself out of trouble and still <laughs> do the things you like to do. So you 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 know you have to you know you obviously you care about your spouse and you care about your relationship and you have to For sure you have to think about those things once in a while even though your mind is going 100 miles an hour about something else you have to put yeah. the brakes on and think what can i do to you know make sure that i'm not you know suddenly alone <laughs> you know, 
and you know, what did I do wrong? So, you know, you have to think about those things. And, and for, for me, one of the, this is going back some years, I, I kept a large colony of uh, hissing cockroaches in a, in a 20, in a 20 gallon tank. And I had like Vaseline around the, the top of it so they couldn't get out. But uh, apparently a couple of them got out. And one of them, uh, a nice, big, healthy female, got got out. And my wife, uh, uh, Nell, uh, she found it in her shoe and managed to make its way from the basement up to the second floor into her closet. And she pulled a, shoe, a pair of shoes out and there was this big hissing cockroach in it. And, and she's not really frightened of them, but it was quite a shock nonetheless. And uh, <clears throat> so I, I, uh, that, that was the point where I decided that the hissing cockroaches had to go. Uh, you know, that was like, well, what can I do to make things better? Well, I can, I'll take the hissing cockroaches and that colony can go to someone else. And, <laughs> and there's and your I, M&M right there. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that wasn't like the last draw or anything, but I just kind of, that's kind of like what I call it as a joke. You know, it's my, yeah. Keep, sure. keep the peace and, um, <laughs> keep the peace. you know, uh, acknowledge that maybe I've gone a little too far. Yeah. You know, one direction and I should probably, <laughs> uh, should probably think of, uh, you know, start thinking about those things again, instead of, you know, thinking about rattlesnakes or whatever it is I'm, constantly thinking about so yep yeah you gotta reel it in strike to strike the balance yeah it's all yeah and it's kind of a jokey thing but at the same time you know there's there's it's true it's a it's a real thing you got to do it yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. and i I, what the nice thing on i think on my end is that my girls are starting to like to go out um they like to they you know that you know dad, can we go check for snakes in the road? And it's like you load them up in the car and then you drive away. And then, and then, you know, Alexa has the evening. So it's nice to, uh, it's, it's nice to uh, mold the minds of my children to get them to want to go out herping. And then you have, then you're not only babysitting and give her, giving her a break, but you're also herping. So yeah, you gotta be tactful. Win win. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And your kids will they'll always remember, you know, they'll remember, oh, remember when we used to go out with dad? Yeah. You know, and looking for all those crazy snakes. So they'll, <laughs> yeah. you know, anytime you spend with them is good time. So, you know. My oldest got to see a Gila monster for the first time this spring and she tells everybody and it makes me so proud. <laughs> oh, wow. So so how old are, how old are they? Uh, Chloe is four and Poppy is two. Ah, okay. Yeah. So. Awesome. I like the names too. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I have to, I have to say that, um, and you guys live in a place where I don't know how, any, if I, how could anybody who lives in Arizona not be interested in amphibians and reptiles? I mean, yeah. there's so much great stuff there. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you, you guys could go out a um, hundred nights a year. Easy. Yeah, no, it's it's endless, and there, the summer is probably the most miserable time for my body um, because <laughs> uh, it never stops moving. Like for example, uh, before work today, I woke up at four in the morning to go on a hike before it got hot to go visit some snakes, some rattlesnakes I know, and you know, again with the puzzle piecing things together and figuring out habits, and um, I had a few hurrahs today, but um, that's usually a daily thing when I can. I'm like, oh wow. 
look at that. I have a few hours this morning. If I wake up at four, let's go do that. So, and then I work a full day and then rinse and repeat the next day. So there's some times where I'm exhausted, but uh, it's, <laughs> you just can't sit back while summer's happening and you know, stuff is out. So 4 a.m. Those, those are birder hours, my friend. Yep, yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Well, the thing is, is you can, you can go all day. I mean, you can, hey, you know, especially in certain parts of, you know, Southern Arizona is you can, you can um, change elevation quite quickly. And, you know, in the, in the heat of the day, go up high in, in the shaded areas and, and go herping all day. And then at night go low or, or, you know, it's, it's really easy to just get around and, and they have the ability to really just go 24 hours a day at this, at, you know, in the, especially here in the monsoon season. Yeah. I found, yeah, I found well, Arizona to be exhausting. Yeah, it, it really is. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Sometimes I wish we had more limits here. Um, <laughs> as I said, no, there's no checks out, but it's like, Oh, but there are, <laughs> I have a lunch break. I can do something. <laughs> yeah. Go look for a lizard. Uh, yeah, sure. yeah, uh, and, that, and every time I went out there, it was like the pressure is on. It's like during the day we would hike up Miller Canyon, Ramsey Canyon, uh, yeah, hike into Wachukas, whatever, and then at night you'd be road cruising. So uh, after about a week of that, you were kind of like tottering around, going, "I need to sleep," you know, uh, because you would never <laughs> to sleep is difficult. That is that. That's one of the biggest challenges herping. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's so much to do and so much to see, um, and it's it's no wonder so many people go out there uh, to where you're at every year. And um, you know, for uh, for the local herpers, it's they sometimes get a little cranky about all the visiting herpers. But yeah, you know, it's kind of hard to kind of hard to blame people for not wanting to experience that. You know, yeah good experience that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah <clears throat> and uh i uh one of the things that happened when uh, we were we we spent a couple or a day and a half together whatever it was we were up there in the, the main cliffs area and one of the days we hiked up a canyon and uh looking ostensibly looking for snakes but it was a lizard day yes we found a, lot, a lot of cool lizards and we had this cool experience with a uh, uh leopard lizard Mm-hmm. That had uh, grabbed a hold of a uh, whip tail, and Burke, you were you know you're talking about ex- experiencing these nation- natural history moments when exactly you, you just kind of hang back and let whatever's going to happen happen. And that was one of those moments where we got to watch this predation event where this leopard lizard grabbed a, a whip tail of equal length, if not longer. Yeah, and and I've never seen this before, but he just grabbed it in mid-body, and then whip-snapped that thing in a violent, thrashing manner, almost too fast to even watch. I couldn't believe how quickly. And the funny part was, is when all of us were like, hey, buddy, you grabbed a meal a little bit too big. You And we're all chuckling. We're like, ha, that's not going to work. And then we walk up, and then we come back, and all of us were like, holy crap. And I remember you, you, all of us were freaking out, and I just remember you going up, and your calm voice, you go, darn it it cracked me up like i was like all shocked and all crazy and you walked up and you're like well darn yeah (laughs) all of us were like you just proved us wrong like how did that happen (laughs) like the size of that lizard was unreal 
Yeah, he had just a little bit of the tail sticking out of his mouth. Yeah. It's crazy what the leopard lizard, like Gambelia, uh, um, can do. You know, it, they could just fill their entire selves up with another lizard of, like you said, almost equal size. I mean, um, I did I did some survey work in, in Yuma um, on an internship, and we there were a lot of the, uh, the long-nosed leopard lizards down there. And um, there was one that we had caught. And it, it gaped at us and, you know, like they will. And then the foot of a fringe toe lizard flopped out of its throat. Like it had had, you know, because it had just filled, you know, they'll just, even if their throat and almost their mouth is full of the, the other lizard, they'll just hold it. I don't know how it works. Yeah, I'm sure there's someone out there that knows how it works. But the fact that they can take as large of prey items as they do and just, and just move, get you know, move on with their lives. <laughs> I don't know where I don't know where all their internal organs go when that happens. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, can you imagine if humans did that? You know, be like, uh, hey, uh, you know, hey, you got a little chicken bone sticking out of your mouth, or I, yeah, I, I, I know, I, or something. You know, like I, I ate an entire goat just now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'll get the rest of that down in a minute. Yeah, I'll when, when, once the the front half is digested. I'll just swallow a little bit more. And yeah. Oh, there it goes. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's a different world down there. Um, it is at the lizard level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, that was cool. I, I, it was a cool thing to see with uh, you guys and a, a few other people. And one of the other things that happened, uh, you know, we're just sort of in awe of this. And then we're walking down another Canyon and there's a, uh, a collared lizard, a great basin collared lizard and posing triumphantly up on a rock, a bright yellow one. We're all taking pictures of it, but he's watching something. He's, he's sort of like not focused on something else. And then somebody gets too close and they scare up an Uda and the Uda dashes from cover. The Uda would have apparently been trying to stay still and avoid the, uh, avoid the collared lizard. But the Uda dashed uh, to another place, and then that collared lizard was right on it, and uh, and got outside of a crevice where the Uda had run to, and then we got within a foot of the collared lizard. We're all taking close-up shots, macro shots of this collared lizard. He was so intent on the Uda that he he didn't even he didn't give a crap about us. Paid us no attention whatsoever, and eventually he he that Uda made a move and he grabbed it head first and it was it was down and by the time I switched my phone from camera to video that Uda was down that lizard's throat. It was that quick. I I was just amazed by predation is something that I can't get over. I love it every time I see it. Especially with croats when I'm walking up. Jeff and I had a crazy moment where we were walking around and we just saw um wings kind of fluttering like this and we're like what what is that and i kind of we kind of piece it together and we're like holy crap there is a bird in that speck's mouth like a speckled rattlesnake and that uh, we sat back and we watched that thing take down an entire bird and it swallowed it down like it was nothing and just kept sitting out for the morning <laughs> it, it was pretty unreal um and it was really cool that's another one of those observation things where we kind of realized we're like holy crap these snakes are targeting birds more than anything and it was really fascinating to learn that stuff and ever since then i mean predation with any species is mind-blowing 
So yeah. the the snake, do you think the snake had just grabbed the bird? It had just grabbed it. Like it was it was holding on the the bird hadn't been eaten at all when we had found it. It was still, it was still flapping, flapping around and being envenomated when we had when we had come across it. So we came across it um and he actually uh, Burke actually put his camera out in front of it and and uh started rolling and we walked away so that it would you know no. eat it un you know undisturbed and we got we got video of the eating the whole thing, so it was pretty cool. Very cool. Wow. What kind of bird was it? It was some kind of sparrow. I can't really. Uh, it was a brown bird. It was a brown bird. <laughs> <laughs> and LBJ, right? A little brown job. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. yeah. Uh, wow. That's that's pretty cool. Uh, and the idea that maybe that that snake just grabbed the bird. The bird yeah. hopped too close, and maybe he just grabbed it and didn't let go. Yeah, uh, that's what it looks like. Um, I don't, I don't know yet. I think if that's what they do all the time, I'm, I'm sure there's a speckle rattlesnake enthusiast pulling his hair out listening to this. How do they do this? But yeah, that's it. <laughs> but I we'll have to ask Brian because Brian Hughes, he'll know. He'll know. He'll, he'll know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm I'm going to let you guys go here, but I want to talk about something. Uh, you know, I looked through some of your videos, and I, I went back recently because I knew you were coming on the show. It's like, well, what haven't I looked at? And I, I watched this show um, uh, where uh, Burke, you get a a ball python out of a woman's toilet. Yes. And uh, that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> now that seems like a different kind of show. Uh, for you guys. Yeah. So yeah, it turns out, um, I was, we were actually sitting and having a family event, a family dinner. and I got a call and I was like, well, shoot a snake in a toilet. That sure sounds fun. So I jumped in the car and I knew that'd be an interesting video. And, um, I ended up, uh, I knew that that thing was probably going to need some uh, medical help there. So, uh, Dr. Driggers or Todd Driggers went with me um, just for the fun of it. Cause I was like, Hey, this is going to be fun. You should have go with me. And, uh, we went and, uh, turns out it was kind of funny. I don't know what happened. Like I had no, like, there was no rhyme or reason why I thought this, but we pulled up and I was like, something was telling me, I'm like, there's a ball python in this toilet. <laughs> like I opened the lid and there was nothing there. She didn't send us pictures or anything. And I was just like, I pulled up a picture of a ball python and I showed it to her and I was like, was it this? And she's like, yeah, that's exactly what it was. So then I was like, okay. Uh, and then we took the toilet off, flipped it upside down after a while of trying to see it. And sure enough, there was coils of a ball python in those pipes. And then I was like, well, shoot. Uh, we eventually just broke the toilet open and removed it. <laughs> uh, and we took it into the clinic to get it checked out and check its skin condition and all that stuff. Because the lady was trying to use chemicals to get it out of the toilet. And, oh, uh, my gosh. Yeah, it turns out it actually didn't have any chemical burns because you know how the toilet kind of has that the tube that goes upward and then down? Um, there's that little air pocket there. So as soon as it felt those chemicals, it's actually what retracted it, did the opposite effect, and it sat in that air pocket, avoiding all the chemicals. So it didn't end up getting any burns or anything like that. So, um, But that was definitely weird. Um, that lady was like, please explain to me why there's a snake in my toilet. <laughs> and I was like, this actually is not a native snake. And so she's like, so what are you telling me right now? I'm like, if it's not native, why is it in my toilet? And uh, she's like, is it like some sort of toilet snake? Or... <laughs> and 
And it's, I was like, no, it's somebody probably just lost their pet. And it turns out um, the uh, neighbor next door walked by and they were like, oh yeah, the neighbors said they lost their snake there like three months ago. And so she was like, and they didn't tell us when we moved in. It was an apartment complex. And uh, turns out they they knew there was a lost snake in there and they just kind of kept it quiet when the newcomers came in. So <laughs> left the surprise for them. So, so the, the, the I think one of the more hilarious details that he left out was the fact that they were okay with them breaking open the toilet because they had a spare toilet they lying did. around. They did. I don't. I've never I'm met someone sure. yeah. who has a spare toilet yeah, no, laying around. Like, would, they were cool with it because they had a spare toilet. I was like, it would be ideal if we could break this toilet. And we're like, they're like, well, we have another toilet. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we'll break it open. <laughs> so we did, and wow. we toilet back on for them and went about our day so that's was, not something most people have a hot spare for yeah yeah <laughs> the only other crazy, don't worry <laughs> the only other crazy one was i had a uh, a lady you know how everybody calls and they're like i got a rattlesnake in my kitchen or whatever there were some cabinets that this lady was like i have rattlesnakes in my cabinets and i was like okay it's gonna be some small whatever i get there and sure enough, I bumped the cabinets and I heard rattling and I was like, oh, shoot, there's rattlesnakes in these cabinets. And the crazy thing is, is they it was probably spring when I did it. And um, I ended up breaking open the cabinets like the inside. It wasn't just like, you know, how there's a layer from the ground and up and then mm-hmm. the cabinets. Yeah. So I busted that open and there were snake shed and snake poop and all that in there. I'm like, you've had these snakes in your cabinets for months. Like they're wintering in your cabinets. Wow. And so. I eventually pulled up, uh, pulled out two um, fully grown uh, diamondbacks from this lady's cabinets, and she was like, "Not exactly excited <laughs> that that happened." I would, yeah. She she was excited they were gone, but she was also ready for it to happen again. So she wasn't exactly satisfied when I was leaving because <laughs> she was just scared out of her wits. Yeah, because something else will move in and and take up residence, and that's know. what she was afraid of. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy. Well, I have a, I have a toilet snake story as well. Let's, um, and this is going back probably 15, well, probably 20 years now. Uh, I got a call about a same thing. Ball Python apartment complex came out of the toilet and, uh, sure enough, I'd go over there and it, it had come. I don't understand. Apparently it had, escaped somewhere in the apartment complex and had come up through their toilet, lifted the lid one day and there's a ball python in there. Fortunately, that person was calm enough that they extricated the ball python before it could disappear somewhere. So, so I brought it home and it lived with me for many years. And uh, we, uh, we named it Crapper John. Um, (laughs) There you go. So, Funny part is, is I actually still have that ball python because nobody wants a ball python in the toilet. And uh, <laughs> his name is Lou, you know, a toilet. Lou, so. Lou. nicely yeah. done. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I'm showing with his ball python because nobody wants it. So. <laughs> Lou, oh, shoot, that's great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, listen, it's, it's been great to talk to you guys. Uh, I really enjoyed our time. And uh, I will, uh, when I post the show, I will put some show, uh, links in the show notes to your, your catch it videos. And uh, I, I also, I understand you guys, is it, is it just, 
you, Jeff, does the art or do you both do art? I do the, are you talking the illustrations? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I, I do that. Yeah. And is that something you do as sort of a side business or that's just a hobby? Or? Yeah. I, um, it, I started doing it just to kind of do like the, the merch for the channel and then um, people started liking it. So I've been doing it. I've been commissioned a couple times to do some illustrations for some, for some people. I, I did something for the, um, a lot of it's just kind of been one off like Instagram accounts, but I did do some, I did do some work for the rattlesnake conservancy. Oh. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, it's, it's fun. I didn't, I didn't realize it would catch on like it did, but um, I'm looking forward to what's, come you know the future with it because it's it's pretty fun and it's working out great okay all right well i'll i'll uh, see if i can put a link to some of that in there too and you yeah. guys uh, are you uh see i know you're on facebook jeff are you on facebook burke or are you on instagram i am, I, I am an instagram you know I'm, i guess the younger generation i guess uh i'm definitely <laughs> post more of my stuff on instagram so any of that that's definitely one thing and we also have a uh a new video coming out pretty soon of our uh, trip out in Michigan, which was insane. So that'll, oh, that'll cool. be a, so yeah, we had a great trip that should be coming up. Very it, soon. it should be up by the time this is up. So, Oh, okay, cool. Uh, and I, uh, I think I know you guys found some cool stuff there. We did. We had a great trip. It we was had a unreal. Trip. Yeah. I, I don't want to spoil it, but I think, I think people will really like it probably. Yeah. We're, yeah. Happy, we're <laughs> happy with how it went. Yeah. Let's just say, <laughs> Let's just say rattlesnakes, hognos, milks, and all that good stuff. So definitely okay. a fun, fun one. So Excellent. All right. Well, again, thanks, guys, uh, for coming on the show. Anything else that's important to you before we, we sign off? And I would like to clarify. Um, I think I, I opened for one of your uh, podcasts um, recently, <laughs> and I yes. said that you saved my life. And I, I um, I think that warrant. I, I think that warrants a story, <laughs> uh, or a very, very brief one to, to wrap it up. But there have been times that we, uh, particularly this spring, we we'd had a long, like a six-hour drive, and we had to. We it was a spur of the moment rocket run six-hour drive, and we were driving. It you know it was about two to three in the morning, and getting pretty tired. But then your Herp MX episode went live, oh. and that kept me awake when I was other when I would otherwise be uh, dozing off, and that has happened a couple times. So I mean, Mike, you you have saved my life. You completely <laughs> saved my life. So thank you. You are probably yeah, right. more. Uh, yeah, you keep us awake more than. There, keep us yeah, awake. there's no <laughs> no music or anything like that, or, or you know could could keep keep us awake like your show does so i really appreciate what you're doing um uh, we you know we're avid subscribers to your to your channel so we sure appreciate even being considered to be on here because we're just a, a dinky little youtube channel but you're you're doing great things well thank you i appreciate that and you know the life-saving stuff you know it, i what can i say that's just that's just a side benefit uh, the collateral <laughs> beauty of this channel right <laughs> yeah you know, this just a life extension maneuver. Right. An L E M. An L E M. Yeah. Uh well that's good to hear. I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed it. And uh I um it's 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 fun to 
it was fun to put your your have you open a show like that because it was just sort of a cryptic statement and i just i thought well this is <laughs> so yeah. people go, what was that by the way yeah. <laughs> yeah. mike saves so, our life continually what, what else needs to be said i guess that's that's me saving lives and <laughs> one more time yeah it's what you do again. <laughs> all right guys well thanks uh and uh i'll let you get to the rest of your evening and uh you're two hours behind me, so you've got some evening left, and I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna have to figure out how to close this down and head for head for bed soon. So yeah, <laughs> but uh, it was fun. It was fun to sit down and talk with. You. I can't wait to uh, uh, see you guys in the field again. I had such yeah, a it'll happen. Time. It'll happen. I enjoyed hanging out with you guys, and your you guys are. I really like your your enthusiasm for what you appreciate. Do. It. Feelings mutual. And, uh, I hope uh, everybody out there who's listening takes, you know, even if you're an old fogey like me, go look at YouTube. Come on. All, <laughs> all the cool kids are doing it. Uh, but I think you'll enjoy uh, what these guys do. I think the, the, I really enjoy your work. So uh, thanks again. Yeah, thank you. All right. Hey there, me again. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Burke and Jeff. Uh, I had so much fun chatting with those two. And I want to give a shout out to Alexa Martineau. I'm sorry about the name thing. And a uh, shout out to Dr. Todd Driggers, who I know just a little bit from Facebook. And also, I want to touch on the MEM thing again. Uh, you know, we joked about that, but I don't want to seem too flippant about it. I mean, really, I am blessed with a, a partner who gives me a lot of room for my personal craziness. You know, podcasts and book projects and uh, me disappearing for several weeks at a time. So I'm, I'm appreciative of all the space that I have and I do my best to reciprocate. And I just didn't want anybody to think I didn't take that seriously. Also, as I was putting this all together, uh, Jeff Martineau informed me that the Ketchup Brothers won't have their Michigan adventure up on YouTube before the show airs uh, because I moved them up a week and because Burke took off for Oklahoma to look for pygmy rattlers and other cool herbs. So now that sounds like a great excuse to me. That's it, and thanks for listening. That's it for episode 43. I want to thank Jeff and Burke Martineau for coming on the show. I really enjoyed chatting with you guys. It was a lot of fun. And uh, folks, see the show notes for links to the Catch It channel and also links to the t-shirts and other artwork. Uh, they have lots of cool t-shirts, so be sure to check that out. Uh, I ordered one that features uh, Crotalus Willardy, uh, but I haven't got it yet, but I'm still excited about that. And thanks once again to all of the patrons of the show. I will never not thank you folks because I am always grateful. Now, don't forget that you can find all of the recorded episodes and show notes at SoMuchPingle.com. And you can join the So Much Pingle Facebook group to follow the show and interact with me and some of my guests and other cool herpsters. And you can reach me directly via email at SoMuchPingle at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And until we meet again, please take good care of yourselves and don't forget to herp better. <laughs>